Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 186. I'm Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy. And I am Zach. And we are here for more Black History Month. And we are in Zach's pick, which has Dwayne Jones is the guy's name, right? I think so. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. That's embarrassing, but yeah. <laughs> I believe it's Dwayne Jones. Uh, this is a, this is a hard movie to talk about actor-wise because all the actors in it are like nobodies, and that's part of what yeah. makes this movie shine. Mm-hmm. It's Dwayne Jones. Yeah, that was right. Okay, we're doing Night of the Living Dead, George A. Romero, uh, zombie film. Uh, but before we get into that film, guys, what the hell have you been watching, play, or doing? I'll go first. So I watched Chernobyl on HBO, um, and that's a good show, and I recommend it. Uh, there's some, like, good actors in it. The one actor that I know, have you ever seen Resident Evil? Well, actually, we all have seen it because we've done the review of it. <laughs> but you remember Resident Evil Apocalypse, the scientist that was like, I need to find my daughter the this movie's kind of run together in my memory a little bit it's a the guy in the wheelchair yeah oh okay that yeah that doesn't yeah he's he's in that uh chernobyl film and he's 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 awesome um so i highly recommend it i don't know how true it is because you know russians they never give you the true story of what happened in chernobyl so this is kind of all the research that developed around that stuff um, because it involves like the people within the nuclear plant facility, then the government, and then the trials and stuff. So who knows? But anyways, it's a really good show no matter what. Uh, I watch Star Trek Enterprise with my dad. Uh, I was talking to Andy before on how like the theme of the song is very 80s, 90s metal, but like slow song, like love song type of it. <laughs> and it's weird, but... I I actually like Captain Archer. I I hate to say this. I think I like him better than Kirk, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was a really good character, too. Yeah, so uh, I watched that. I played Cyberpunk 2077 with the new update, and it seems better. Um, there's some parts that obviously it's still a little choppy, but the driving's better. Um the city is a little more alive if you have an updated system um they're wearing different clothes they're not wearing the same thing um so that's pretty cool the gunfire felt the same uh, i don't think there was anything wrong with the gunfire or the the combat and stuff but hey they're uh, you know they listened uh, i i think they should have delayed the game a little more until we got the state that we had right now um but you know that's already passed so <laughs> um trying to think what else i've watched just a bunch of youtube stuff um a lot of political stuff that i won't mention on the show <laughs> um and what do you call it just i've been watching a lot of resident evil retrospectives you, you guys have ever watched avalanche reviews yeah I watch him, uh, well, I used to watch him pretty frequently, but I haven't really been interested in the stuff he's been putting out lately. He did. Yeah, a me- I've heard of him too, but I think it's just because Zach sent me some of his stuff. He did Metro, uh, the Metro games. and that- yeah, I, haven't play- I haven't played those yet, so I'm not really invested in that. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's all I've been doing. I'm trying to think what other game I dived. Oh, I'm playing 
Horizon Zero Dawn so that I could get Forbidden West. Uh, I've been hearing Forbidden West has been bricking some PlayStation 5, so be aware, PlayStation 5 owners. I don't know how true that is because of console war pieces of shits that are just like, I'm going to make it look like my system got bricked because of Horizon to make it look bad. And apparently that game got review bombed or something because of console war bullshit. Oh my god. Yeah. But anyway, Zero Dawn's really fucking cool, by the way. I I don't know why I stopped playing that game. Um, because I'm enjoying the story. But uh let's move on to Andy. Andy, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh it's been a much simpler week for me. Uh I've watched a ton more uh Peaky Blinders, I think. Uh, we just wrapped up season three, which was the best yet. The the, the the show's super great, and I recommend it and all that stuff. It really it starts out with what you expect. It's just like a bunch of criminals and stuff like that, and they're wrapped up with like communists and anarchists and, um, you know, rival gangs. And then the second season, they're like getting into London, and there's like the Italians, you know, the traditional mafia and uh like jewish gangsters and then in season three though it gets involved with like soviet spies and the whites in um the whites trying to to take their country back from the reds and the secret part of the british government that was selling them weapons illegally and like it the, the show like keeps like trumping the last story beat more outrageously it, it it's really good like at first i was like i don't know if this is gonna stick but now i can't get enough of it shows like super excellent and uh i've been playing a lot of pokemon legends i think i'm about to wrap it up i'm in the end game i think i'm about to go fight god wait what god that's god i'm gonna go fight god pokemon <laughs> legends arcus is a weird game sometimes that's like when i i we always bring up wrestling but when vince mcmahon fucking fought god <laughs> I was thinking about uh, uh, um, Xenogears at the end, you fight God, and so, some other games. But yeah, at the end of Pokemon, you just fight God. Also, you can catch him and enslave him. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I'm really close. I'm on my way. I'm, I'm going up the mountain. Nice. All right, Zach, what about you? <clears throat> uh, still been uh, watching you, Hawk Show, chipped away at a couple more episodes last week. Um, still been watching like YouTube stuff. Um, I started playing Forza Horizon 5 again because I got my new TV and I wanted to see what it looked like in 4K. Looks pretty great. Um, frame rate just won't increase anymore, but hey, I'm stuck on Xbox One. It is what it is. Mm. Does it just run at 30 frames per second on the Xbox One? Yeah, uh, the Xbox One version's capped at 30. Even if you want to do 1080p and try to run 120 hertz, it won't work. Oh, it sucks. A lot of games will let you do that. You can bump down the resolution for a higher FPS. Yeah, it was kind of a pain in the ass having to figure all that out, honestly. Because like, like, at first, I was like, oh, I can run this at 120 hertz. And like I think it was like a placebo effect or something. But then like I was researching all this other stuff, and it took it took me like a day or two later of me playing it like that to figure out that was a lie. <laughs> Because I've heard some people say, oh, I can't tell a difference after 60 FPS. And then I've heard several people tell me, oh, no, you can. And I, I don't know. I've, I still haven't fucking seen it, I guess. I think it depends on your television and the source and your own eyes. 
lighting. I think there's a lot. Why is it mad? Like, I understand it's silky smooth because uh, there are some games you could tell it's 60 frames per second, but I'm like, how? why does it matter if the game's good? Shouldn't the gameplay matter? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's one thing. Like, graphics, you know, graphics matter so much, and they kind of do, but frames per second, that's one thing that I am a bit of a zealot about. More frames per second equals more better, I think. Mm-hmm. That's That's just my opinion. If you can... It's nice to have it, but at bare minimum, keep it at a solid 30 the whole time. Sure. Some games can't do that. <laughs> yeah, but consistency is very important, too. Like, um, I've only ever had it happen once, and it was a Steam game. But if a game's uh, frames change enough, it can cause, like, motion sickness, and you can feel barfy. I've never had that. that, that that's a real thing. Like, that, that can happen, but um, whatever. All I know is is uh, Horizon Five on Xbox One isn't consistent. <laughs> it, it can when you go really fast when you start getting into like hypercar territory going over two hundred miles per hour it starts to kind of uh, chop up a little bit. Have you played Four on your new television? No, I haven't tried to play Four yet. I, I just wonder because it was made with the Xbox One, specifically the Xbox One X in mind. And five was made with the series X and S in mind. I just wonder if you know that optimization plays into it at all. It might. I might go back and try it. I've been thinking about going back and playing Motorsport Seven because I never really got into playing that game a whole whole lot. Um, what else have been playing? I started playing Resident Evil Revelations too. I but I'm like nowhere. I just, I just started the game and just got through the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Um. So that ball's rolling. And I've uh, been reading comics. I forgot to talk about this last time. But I finished two books uh, since week uh, week before last. Uh, started reading the X-Men, the complete onslaught arc, uh, where Professor Xavier uh, turns into a bad guy. It's not by choice. It's like a bunch of... It's like imagine the angle they go with is... You know how you go through your whole life and you just repress a bunch of negative emotions and shit unless you're just, like, crazy or you don't care? Mm. It's like, pretty much imagine if that catches up to a guy who's, like, the most powerful telepath ever. Mm. And it just, like, it's kind of like his his id takes over his his body or something kind of a thing. And it's scary. I like your um, I, I like your meme by the way, uh, kind of on topic off topic where you uh, retweeted Professor X, but it's DMX. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that was kind of weird timing for me to see that. <laughs> but um, the other thing I read was uh, the next installment of like the Batman White Knight line. Uh, it, it mostly revolved around Harley Quinn. It's just called Harley Quinn, but it takes place after Curse of the White Knight. We're Batman has to reveal his identity and he pretty much goes to prison for all the shit that happened. And she's out there like, it's mostly about her character in that setting and she helps solve like a case and stuff. It's, it's kind of cool. Cool. Um, that's it. All right. Well, Zach, Real quick, there was something I wanted to say and Zach talking about Xbox just reminded me, and this is just a little anecdote It's not really stuff I played, and it's not really news. But I thought this was interesting. Um, It it speaks to how popular the new Pokemon game is, and it also speaks about Xboxes. 
let me explain. Um, this weekend, I needed to find another copy of Pokemon Legends Arceus because my girlfriend wanted it. And it was her birthday was recently. I said, oh, let's go find it. We went to two Targets, two Walmarts, and I called a Best Buy, and none of them had it until that final Target. We couldn't find the stupid game anywhere. Apparently, it's selling really well. But another interesting thing, both of the Targets we went to had two Xbox Series S's in stock. God damn it. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, no no digital ps5s or anything like that no series x's one of them had the the series x mini fridges though that was pretty badass mm. it's just you know it's a little little screenshot in history if anyone's listening to these episodes on a backlog one day just to you know we still can't get xboxes we still can't get ps5s yeah apparently mm-hmm. all right well zach this is your movie so we're gonna let you start it off with Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, boy. Uh, so I went through uh, most of my life before seeing this movie. Like, and not really get into horror movies exactly yet. But I think the first time I saw this is when I was starting to get into them and appreciate them more. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably make an argument that <clears throat> this movie was kind of a springboard point for like a lot of other things in the horror genre. Like I would say that was probably the start of the more modernization of like the horror genre in terms of like pushing the envelope more with the violence and some of the gore and stuff. Yeah. You had psycho where you could, you could see somebody sort of getting the stab, but not really. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, you pretty much see somebody getting stabbed. You see people eating guts and, parts and stuff um among other things like the way it's shot and like all the dialogue and stuff it feels weird it feels more like a it's shot gorilla style sometimes like a quasi documentary kind of thing especially at the end when it's over Mm -hmm. you're like watching the credits and stuff that's what i like about george a romero is like he builds a world around his movies like there's always like this side big picture going on like and i like how he does it in this film where using the radio the tv and then you know obviously the tv you see the the group of people that are shooting zombies on the street um which in in his other movies they kind of do that same thing too where you know you're hearing stuff that's happening on the outside world compared to what you're watching in the movie now so yeah i I appreciate when he does that yeah and um of course i picked this for our black history month thing because um as far as i know it's like the first horror movie to have like you know black lead character Mm -hmm. dwayne jones has been in Honestly, he's like pretty much the the glue of the movie in a way. I mean, he's the one, the most dynamic character. He's the one making all the decisions, and it's not coming across either. Like, oh, he knows exactly what to do at all times or anything. It's just he's kind of making it up as he goes, but he's he's doing his best. He's pretty much the main character. Like, it makes it look like uh, Barbara's going to be the main character. But she no. zonks out at the end of the first third. So <laughs> she's she's pretty much zoned out like after the cemetery scene and she stumbles into that house. Well, pretty much after she gets fucking 
punched in the face. Like she, she just sits on the couch for the rest of the film, pretty much. She's got the PTSD. She saw a zombie. She mm-hmm. knew what a zombie was, but you know the famous scene where they go to the cemetery and her. I guess it's her brother. Her yeah. Brother, yeah. Yeah. It, like I, I was. I was never really clear on that. Unfortunately, in that mood, when that scene was starting, I was doing something else at the time. But uh, like, yeah, he goes, "Oh, they're going to get you, Barbara." And then, you know, they, they tussle with the zombie, and she all barely gets away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that leads her to the house where she finds Ben, who's just, I guess, kind of hunkering down in there. Well, didn't uh-huh. didn't she get to the house, and then then Ben came in? Yeah, she got there first. And he pulled up in his truck and then it, ran inside. She had discovered a body upstairs, came downstairs in shock. Yeah. Um, but from there, it's just like he's trying to relay to her, like, hey, it's crazy out there. There's, these people are acting weird. We got to, like, barricade the house. He's looking for things to try to fortify the house. She's just zoned out, not listening. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, I mean, there's not a whole, whole lot of dialogue or, or like. It's panic. Overly, huh? It, it's it's panic with some slow time uh, during the movie because it's like, oh, my God, I'm like, who do these fucking people? They're eating people. Um, and then, like, you get the news stuff and then you get introduced to <laughs> the people that are in the basement the whole time. Um, so you get that side story, but then it's like craziness happens. And then with the whole getting the gas. So like, it's a straightforward story, but it, it feels like, you know, when shit hits the fan, like they did a good job relaying that onto a screen because imagine just people eating each other <laughs> and being infected, whatever. Uh, my first question to you guys are, what did you guys think about these zombies? Because the zombie, we all know zombies, their brains are all fucked up and they're just like, mm, I want brains. But these zombies know how to pick up rocks and like smash windows <laughs> and like try to open up doors. So like that slight stuff, I was like, eh, I don't like these type of zombies. But then again, it's like one of the first zombie movies. So I guess I could forgive him for that. Uh, I had seen this movie just a few months ago, so I did. I was like, "Oh man, I gotta watch this movie again." I took this opportunity to watch it with the director commentary. It's Romero and his co-screenwriter Russo and uh, blah, 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 some other people. Producer Carl Hardman, actor Judith O'Dea, a few other people. They're on there. It's, it's mostly Romero and his his cover. It's funny because uh, all of them play zombies at some point, and they'll be like, "Oh, there, there I am, Robin Zombie." Um, <laughs> they mention that in the commentary. They say, uh, "I can't." They keep calling him by his name, the actor's name, the guy who's playing the very first zombie there in the cemetery. He says, "Okay, you're gonna break this window." He says, "Well, how? I'm moving all slow." And and they say, "Well, I don't. You just do. Just get it done." <laughs> <laughs> so they came in the direction. You're just gonna, you're just gonna, you're just gonna break this window. So figure it out, I guess. Mm. <laughs> it's a rear window too. It's not sugar glass. They say that's the, just a legit car window that he broke with a rock. <laughs> the car, the car itself actually belonged to someone's mother that was working on the the movie, and she let them borrow it. 
and the damage on the side from when she crashes in the tree was legit the mother actually accidentally wrecked the car driving to or from the set one day and they're like well i guess we're just gonna have to use this for the movie now (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome is that uh well Andy, you didn't really give me your opinion. Would you would you think of the zombies that are, are aware of like putting a rock through the window? Do you like it or just like it's whatever? It's just what Georgia. I, I it never stood out to me until they were talking about it in the commentary. I've seen this movie several times and I really like it. The zombies, I, it just seems like they're slow and mindless until they see what they want and, until they get close. Like um, there's that and there's like. Um, the big jump scare in the movie when he's walking by the window and they reach in and grab him. And uh, then he's got like the lever action rifle kind of through the window and they're grabbing at it. They're, they're kind of quick then. They're like grabbing at it and he pushes them back and they're back on the window. It always just seemed to me like they're very slow and they're minding their time until it's, it's go time. And then a, a big punch of energy. It's, it's almost like um, <laughs> this is a stupid like a Venus fly, fly trap. Sits there all day long doing nothing, but then when it's time to eat, oh, it, it suddenly movement kicks in. It's kind of like something like that. Okay, Zach, what about you? I, I like it fine. I thought it was. I thought it. Was, I thought it worked out. Like I never noticed the inconsistency. Though you're correct, there's an inconsistency here. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really mind it that much. Uh, plus, yeah, it's like it's not like the general uh, rules or whatever were established for like how zombies act yet on film. Mm -hmm. Uh, There have been very uh, up to this point, there's been very, very, very few um, portrayals of zombies on film. Um, A lot of them, people would probably debate whether or not it was a zombie before this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really like to get into that kind of minutia about like, Oh, zombies, should they act this way? Should they not? Uh, I like that everybody kind of has like a different version of it, kind of like vampires and stuff, mm. or whatever. Um, but <laughs> it's funny, like the thing that always stands out to me in this one is like, and I'm not like bagging on the movie or anything, it's because it's a low budget, but it's like they don't really, they look pretty much normal except to some of them have some some makeup, some prosthetics, just oh, very, very few, or there's like some discoloration with just some, like really basic makeup. Um, but it's what really sells it that, that there's zombies other than like, uh, they're sometimes their movement. Some people are really going for it, actually kind of moving like how you think a zombie would. Some people are just kind of staggering around and looking, mm. but, uh, it's the fucking music and there's not that much of it, but like those scenes where they're like out in the fucking lawn, like eating stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just that low drone. It's like somebody's hitting like the lowest note on a piano key. Like, Ooh. It's like over and over, and it's like shit. Mm. It's pretty unnerving music there. Yeah, and what does like with the zombies? I guess you could also be like, oh, it was kind of like the beginning of whatever outbreak was happening. So maybe it was like people that were just like going crazy in the brain, but like soon turning into zombies. But it's whatever. Um, the the whole argument of like going in the cellar or being in the house i i was like man this is dragging way too long sometimes like because it's obvious if you were locked in the cellar and they get through that horde you're you're fucked 
but you know when you're in the house at least you have room to like run around in different rooms and escape through a window if you'd wanted to but are are they fucked because at the end of the movie what's he do go in the cellar yeah and stay there mm-hmm. well you could blame it on the fucking guy who was working the gas <laughs> the gas pump because i'm like Literally, your job was to get gas and put it into the fucking truck, and now it's on fire. <laughs> and, they, and then they explode, and then she's like, oh, my jacket's caught. And I'm like, how? It's exploding. <laughs> when? Yeah, so yeah. that hiccup, I mean, I guess both in a way they're kind of right in, in certain situations. But if like that, if that truck didn't go on fire, they'd be probably long gone from now. But then, you know, we wouldn't get that ending pretty much because that that ending was crazy but we'll get to that soon um trying to th- barbara was kind of she played good for a ptsd like sh- in shock person because once she freaks out and just sits in the couch she's like a zombie sitting there <laughs> somewhat yeah uh judy um was interesting you could tell these were just like they grabbed whatever actors they could because judy was like only doing things for her husband or boyfriend but like you could tell her she was like i don't want to do this (laughs) like i really don't want to do this but i'm in love with you so i'm gonna do it because you're my husband and like they mentioned that in some dialogue it's like why do you smile and all that um they talk on the commentary about how basically everyone who worked on this movie was like a nobody they were from nearby towns like there at some point you see some police officers they're just real cops that that are from pittsburgh and or nearby and um a lot of the actors and actresses not only were recruited just from nearby towns but they'd all worked on like advertising and stuff like that and in fact a lot of the people who did the effects and even some of the um Maybe not screenwriting. A lot of the effects and behind the camera stuff, they all just came from advertising jobs. Like the people who were doing the squibs and and fire and stuff, they just they just worked on commercials. That was their experience. So was that guy who was like the chief of the zombie resistance and he had like a bandolier bullet, so he had like four cigars in his, his hat band? Was he a real cop? He wasn't a real cop. They said he oh damn it, they even said I can't remember. He was like a, a car salesman or, or something. Like something really mundane. God damn it. I wanted him to be a real cop, but that was just how he usually acts. <laughs> it's just like like everyone was just, oh, the, he normally does this other stuff. And they were talking about how um, the commentary is from 1994, and it's yeah. the very first time they were making like a real release of Night of the Living Dead. Because up until then, there were like dozens of bootlegs, and they were different cuts, and they were really shitty. And they were talking about on the commentary, they had all kind of run into each other at the most recent, um, what was it called? Zombie something. Zombie Zombie con. Not con, con, but something similar. Festival or something. Zombie Expo? There there was like a big, like all the actors from this, that was like their one thing. It's like they ran... A freaking carpet store, and then every once in a while they went to conventions and like, hey, I was this guy in Night of the Living Dead, and they sucked autographs. It's really funny. <laughs> it's funny because like 
you know, just what you said, because these these are nobodies, locals and stuff, and they're in an iconic zombie film. Like they will always be remembered for that film, or not, or people just you know, a hundred years down the road, they're gonna be like, who the fuck is Dwayne Jones? Let me look at his IMDb. Only three, three to five films. Yeah, fuck this. Dead from Night of the Living Dead. That's what he's most remembered for. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Jones, uh, Dwayne Jones and the uh, Harry uh, or Carl Hardman, uh, which is Harry Cooper. Hard uh, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said that. Just... <laughs> Harry and Ben were like my favorite because I think they had a lot of chemistry in this film. Um, you know, they, they were ne- kind of nemesis in a way because they thought th- their ways were right in this situation. Um, I like the rules that were explained uh, where you have to aim for the head. They hate fire. That's why they were like throwing cocktails and stuff and lighting the couch on fire. Um, what, the camera work, like Zach, you were saying, it felt very like documentary or like found footage film <laughs> type of stuff going on. Uh, there was a lot of Dutch angles sometimes where it's just like the view is like, oh, I'm looking at an angle like my head is like this. Or I'm tilting it if anybody's listening right now. Yeah, there's some strange angles. There's some close-ups of, of gore. Um, I think when Barbara finds one of the the super decomposed bodies or whatever, where you can see like his eyeball and his, the skull and stuff, mm-hmm. and some of the flesh, that is straight up uh, the same... Um, the same kind of layout for like a uh, a Resident Evil ad. I think it was for the second game. Mm. There's like a dude hanging out of a body bag. It's pretty much the same way. <laughs> that, that body splayed out with the eyeball and everything in the the open mouth. It's like there's there's several things from this movie that are just like everybody kind of took a piece of or took inspiration from or whatever. Resident Evil did a lot of the soundtrack from like the first game is very similar to this. Uh, various there's 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 various references um people use this to make their own movies and then romero made his own zombie universe think what you will of that i guess results vary this movie was such a big deal that it more or less spawned three different strings of spinoffs because in Italy, these movies became the zombie franchise, the Z O M B I. Yeah. Uh, of course, George Romero went on to make more zombie movies, and also, kind of in the same vein, they made Return of the Living Dead, which is slightly more lighthearted, but not really. Just kind of like it's got a little dark comedy frosting on what is the zombie movie cake. Uh, Dubs, you and I watched that movie for Halloween a few years ago on this very show. And uh, that movie kicks ass. I fucking love it, too. But it's not George Romero. But in that movie, they say, oh, did you ever see Night of the Living Dead? And the kid's like, oh, oh yeah, I think so. And he's like, well, uh, they changed some of the stuff to protect to protect the innocent, but the government's covering up. That was That was all real. That really happened. So, (laughs) Return of the Living Dead and its sequel is predicated on the fact that the events of Night of the Living Dead are dramatized events that actually happen. So, in a way, Night of the Living Dead spawned three franchises. Mm. (laughs) And and that's not to say everything else that took inspiration from it 
um, uh, you know, or or was inspired by it, or I mean, video games and movies and TV shows galore. Straight, straight spawned a genre, really, a subgenre, zombies, zombie horror. It seems like the actress who played Barbara had a better uh, film life because she has a couple of films that are in production right now, and her last movie was 2020. Um, name uh, obviously these movies are not. Huge. I was about to say name them. Name, name something I've heard of. Like Dairy. She's still alive. Wow. Uh, it's called Kill Giggles. Um, <laughs> it's apparently a clown. Uh, fucking uh, slasher film. Sounds clown classic. Clown zombies. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the ending. The ending was like you thought Dwayne Jones was gonna like escape and you know uh, be the sole survivor. Then you have these group of sheriffs and stuff that are walking the streets and just shoot him dead in the middle of the house. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I was like, God damn it, dude! <laughs> like, the ending is like such a gut punch. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, he's gonna make it. And then you're standing out there to use car salesman, fucking commando guy. So like, oh, there's one. His dude tells him, like, oh, I see one out there. He's like, go ahead, take the shot. I mean, he's really far away in a house. It just looks like that could be a, a zombie they just or think some it's shit. A zombie, yep. Yeah, mm. so they shoot him. Tragic. He was so close. And then what really, if you really rub it in, it's like at, once the credits roll, you see him like they're carrying his body. They're like fucking putting hooks in his body and shit. Then they burn him. And it's just like, God damn. Burn him with everyone else. Yep. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. Um, you guys have any final thoughts about this movie? We didn't even mention like one of the most famous things is the two parents have like an injured daughter in the basement. Oh yeah, that's right. And then at the end, she becomes a zombie. All kinds of tropes were established, like the dysfunctional group that deteriorates eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean this set the trend for a zombie movie isn't so much about people versus zombies. It's about people versus people while combating zombies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's that there's the sick child or somebody, there's somebody who's sick. It's related to another character that they force, they, they bring along with them. Yeah. They, oh, and then they become a zombie and someone has to like heart wrenchingly murder their loved one. People or get- not in the case of Barbara, who, is reunited with her brother toward the end. Mm-hmm. She just gets dragged away off screen. And she's like, well, yeah. she's dead. <laughs> the, uh, the, the scene with the little girl is so iconic. Uh, certain criterions, I have the criterion of this because I'm a huge nerd. Certain criterions come with posters. The poster, you'll only be able to see this if you're watching the video, of course. It's on, do you still put this on Twitch, Joe Dubs? No. Plays, or it's on, it's on YouTube. YouTube. All right, well. Find, find dubs on YouTube if you want to check this out. Uh, it's just, that's the poster. Yeah. It's just terrifying. I'm not going to put this on the wall. It's scary. You should. <laughs> you should put a black light on it, too. She's still alive, by the way. Well, she's sense. a little girl. I would think she would be. Mm-hmm. Just old. Even child. better than that, though, is, is the actual art on the cases. Yes, rad. Another really rad thing about this movie is uh, in the... White Zombie album, Les Sexeristo or whatever. The the first one they came out with in the 90s. They sample a bunch of audio from this fucking movie. <laughs> I, I heard it there before I ever saw the movie. 
Same here. Yeah, I was like, when I, I, I listened to that album several times through my life, then I watched this movie, I'm like, holy shit, that's where that line comes from. Or like, I'm watching like all other old Universal movies. I'm like, that, that, they just sampled movies, old horror movies, and put them in their fucking album. It's just awesome. Yeah, a lot of that, like, uh, I remember the first time I saw uh, Shogun Assassin, I was like, oh, these are all the samples from that, uh, from the first Wu-Tang album. Like, I always thought it was several different kung fu movies. No, it's fucking all from Shogun Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 not, not entirely relevant right now. Yeah, the way the, uh, the child kills uh, the mother, by the way, or was that Judy? Is it the mother or Judy? I don't know. Judy was the, the girl with uh, uh, the dude that she got blown up. Yeah, she got blown So it's the mother. Because, uh, Helen. Yeah. So the daughter wakes up and instead of like eating her or biting her, she like takes the garden thing and like stabs her. Which doesn't totally make sense, but okay, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, got to call a spade a spade, brother. She got spaded. Mm hmm. And um, when Ben, like, goes in the cellar, like, I was afraid for him <laughs> during the time. I was like, that horde, it, it could literally break down the wall and shit. Like, they had to put those three blocks of wood and shit. And I was like, god damn. And then that's when he sees, like, the, the daughter and stuff. Uh, and he's like, oh, my god, fuck. <laughs> but uh, what else is there to say about this film? Uh, music was terrifying. The shots were pretty cool. Um, I like the the backstory with the scientist telling to shoot for the head, and they don't know. Those are my favorite scenes when they're listening to the radio, and then when they're watching the TV. Hmm. I, I for some reason I just really dig this. Like it feels legit. It feels kind of like what would actually happen in a case like that. And they said uh, in the commentary that when this movie would be showed on television, they had to blur out all those, like, you know, if you're in this township, go to this place. Because they were all real towns with real locations, and they were afraid of an Orson Welles War of the Worlds situation <laughs> where people would be like, wait, what, wait, wait, what's going on? Like, like get, some, get some phone calls. So they had to blur those out. And they had put them all in on purpose to be like, you know, to get people from those towns to go see the movies. Oh, our town gets mentioned in this this friggin' indie movie that no one's ever going to see. I guess I'll go see it. But then, of course, the movie ended up being super famous, and that didn't matter anyway. Well, cult famous, I suppose. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that, that's my favorite stuff is the scientists talking and and uh, oh, and when they're um, the scene in Washington D.C when they're trying to interview the general and some other people, the people, the people holding the microphones, it's like Romero, uh, Russo, the, the co-writer and someone else who worked on it. Like none of them are actors. All the reporters are just like the director, the co-director and someone else. <laughs> I, I like that scene because it's like, Whoever is standing next to the general with the politician, he's like, "Yeah, shit's shit's hitting the fan. Like stuff is, you know, you need to find shelter and all that stuff." And the general's like, "Everything's fine. You know, I don't know what he's talking. We need to look into it more before we say anything." And I was like, "Oh man, that's definitely how the government would respond to something situation like this." Um, yeah, it, this film, I I haven't seen it in a really long time, and watching it again. It kept my attention. Uh, there are some films where, you know, I'll be like, I'll have it on in the background, but then I'll, like, go do something while I'm watching it. 
this film I 100% was like watching it and I was saying wow out of all the living dead movies I mean obviously I like Day of the Dead more um, but Night of the Living Dead is my second favorite so if you love this movie enough, just a, a light recommendation to listeners, and both of you really, the Criterion edition of it is really good, the commentary it turns out is really good, and it also includes Night of Anubis, which was the very first work cut of the movie. It has some really interesting differences in it that I won't just outright spoil. It, it's it's worth watching. It's worth picking this Blu-ray up to watch it. It's really neat. Well, I have it. Well, there you go. <laughs> Zach, what about you? What's your final thoughts and recommendation? Oh, of course I recommend this movie. I picked it. And uh, uh, <clears throat> it's a great classic horror movie, also important uh, for what it did. And, uh, you know, haven't picked it for Black History Month. You know, nothing was really made about Ben, you know, in this movie, being black or anything. Of course, in that kind of a situation, that might not come up, as, that might not be as important is thinking, oh, we're all going to get eaten and we're all going to die. But, you know, sometimes not saying anything at all and just letting it speak for itself uh, can mean a lot, too, in a way, I guess. They did gloat in the commentary a little bit that, um, yeah, in the movie, they don't really make a big deal of it, but apparently in the television commercials for this movie, they made a big deal that Ben is in the movie and that he's he's one of the leads and stuff, and they were really proud of that because of how early – in the uh you know the the um how how early in film that was yeah they were were real proud of it it's cool i'm just saying it was interesting that that really didn't come across in the movie at all Mm -hmm. you know just it was what it was it's kind of amazing when you don't have to point it out and just let the work speak for itself and they, they they all did great um but we have one more movie for Black History Month, which is going to dive into March, the first day of March. Uh, this is a bonus. Yeah, this is a bonus. So, Zach, what's the next movie? Uh, the Last Dragon. Okay. Um, so remember to watch The Last Dragon. Come back, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll give you our rankings before we get into, and I think we already settled it, right? And if we change our minds, we'll tell you on the fly, but Bond is next. Bronson Bond. Here's Brosnan. Here's Brosnan. Here's of Bond. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, before we sign off, guys, um, let's get to some news that matter to us. Uh, I'll get mine out of the way. So Call of Duty in 2024 is going to be taking a break. So after the Call of Duty that's coming up, there's not going to be another Call of Duty after that year. They're going to take a break for a year. And the last time that happened is when we got Modern Warfare. So Jeez, has it been that long? Yeah. Right. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Call of Duties back then. Are you saying we're going to get something just as good as that game was? I remember it was Modern Warfare, and then Treyarch immediately did Black Ops. World at War. No, they did World at War. Was it? Yeah, it was Modern Warfare, World at War, and then it was Modern Warfare 2. I remember. I was there. Then it was Black Ops. Then it was Black Ops. And then I got fucking mad at those games. I didn't want to play them anymore. 
Yeah, Black Ops was the last one I really played. Modern Warfare 2 was the last one I bought. Yeah, Black Ops, I don't understand, like, why people like it that much. I don't understand. The story was neat. They licensed a Rolling Stones song. That's a nice call. That was also the first game that had the Call of Duty zombies in it. That's true. Speaking of zombies. That's why I played it. My roommate got it, and we played the fuck out of zombies. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, I mean, there's not really news. It's just that they... Because of the whole Microsoft deal is happening, and all the, uh... Uh... Like, restructuring. That's why they're taking a year. That's what I I'll read. restructure you. Yeah. But other than that, I, I wanted to bring that up because it's interesting that the last time we got a break from Call of Duty was fucking Modern Warfare. And I I, I think games should do this, or publishers and, and developers should do this. Like, we don't need annual games. Um, but then again, it's a broken record because people keep on buying it and they're just going to keep on doing it. That's what, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. we can get down this rabbit hole if you want. It seemed like you were trying to make just a quick little news blur, but... At the end of the day, if people are buying the games and they're making money, they're going to keep doing it. There's no reason not to. They're a big company. They want to make money. They're going to squirt out whatever. Call of Duty. I can't even remember the last several. Advanced Warfare. Was that one? Or was that a Ghost Recon? That's the one with Kevin Spacey, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, Future War or whatever. <laughs> and Black Ops 4. Vanguard. <laughs> Modern Vanguard. World War Two. Modern whatever. Warfare, the remake. Now they're coming out with Modern Warfare 2, by the way. Which is not anything to do with the Modern Warfare for 360. Right! It isn't. Oh, God damn it, it fucking drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that shit. <laughs> it, they, got, they ran out of things to call war movies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I would rather have quality over quantity, but I understand, like, people or casuals are just going to eat it up anyway. So yeah. I digress you on know, that. It, it drives me to respect stuff like um, Fortnite. Like I don't play Fortnite, but at least there's only one Fortnite. Mm. They have all these seasons. They've added DLC, and you can play as you know the goddamn Mandalorian, and you can do the Macarena and all this shit. But there's only one Fortnite, <laughs> at least. <laughs> it, it's like a an uh, a hockey YouTuber that is like working for like a sports network now and is also like an advocate for the NHL games. Like he just tweeted out, can we stop getting like these annual years of NHL um, and just like do what you said, Andy, do like a Fortnite where you're just like, here's NHL with roster updates. And that's and all they got to do. Sell <laughs> 10, 10 to $20 every year, right before the season starts, just a roster update. And like, if anyone like changed the graphics for their teams or their uniforms or anything like that, and just supplement it with that. I think you could do that with a lot of games. It's just then they can't get sixty to seventy dollars every month. People were talking about this in the three sixty days. I remember way back when the three sixty and PS three were, were raining large. People were like, "Why don't we just do roster updates for Madden every year? Why are we wasting our time with this?" And the conversation just kind of like never went anywhere. Mm. And here we are, still having it. We we could do it with with FIFA. We could do it with Madden, MLB. And we could do it with uh, the WWE games. We could do it with racing. We could do it with a NASCAR game or an F1 game. It doesn't matter. But Speak they, they want to make 60 to 70 bucks off uh, 20 million idiots every year. Speaking of WWE, uh, WWE 2K22 
um, has been getting like developer updates and they recently did their my GM uh, thing and, it, and it's cool I, I, I dig it um, but there is some disappointments apparently the tag titles are not on there so you can't book a tag title match you can't um, do um, I don't think there's mid card titles either I think you either doing like the championship for the men's and then the women uh, and then you can't use a custom show so you have to use like WWE I mean well Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT uh, UK, um, which is fine. Um, they already responded to it, which I think is kind of a cop out because they're like, people were complaining, like, why can't we do this? And they're just like, well, this is the first time we're doing it. And I'm like, there's been a, there's been many versions of GM out there that you could have like just took not like word for word don't plagiarize people's coding but you could have took the idea and implemented you don't need to be like well this is our first time like it's a new invention that they just found um you guys didn't think people would book matches with mid-card titles or tag titles mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a bit silly i i'm i'm still getting it because i've heard the the controls are uh, on the arcadey side compared to simulation so i'm excited about that um i'm just a little weary because there's a couple of more weeks until this game launches and in my mind i want to get that information out there quickly and the only thing they've been getting quickly out is like look at our graphics and look at our, our roster reveal and i'm like that's on yeah is there any kind of uh is there a deadline for like review embargoes or anything like that? They've they've taken people who are uh, wrestler YouTubes, meaning like uh, WWE YouTubers and stuff, and gave them like uh, a build of the game. But I got a people who have a vested interest in this game doing well because they'll get paid. Yes, because they're in it. Yes, yep. people. Oh, yeah. okay, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> so th they've given notes so that they could have a good word out there. Um, some have kind of like spoken, like there were some YouTubers that brought up the GM thing and some YouTubers were going, I don't know. I need to see the full game in order to give my full decision. So kudos to those that are kind of going outside the box and probably never getting a, a, a fucking code again to do a review. Um, so I'm a little weary about that. Keep in mind, this is 2k and what they introduced in their game is called my faction. Let me reiterate what my faction is about. If you ever heard of the ultimate teams where you get the uh, packs of cards and you build your roster with the pack of cards that are, uh, you have to pay for those pack of cards. That's what WWE 220, uh, 2K22 is going to do in my faction where you get a pack of cards and you can create a faction and you face people online. Snore. Yeah, so I'm a little weary about that. Um, but I'm happy that they made the controls arcadey because that's what I want. <laughs> I don't need to. I just wish they'd they'd get rid of this whole premise and just lean into the just make a make a fucking weird ass fighting game or make like a make a third person action adventure game out of wrestling property. Come on, do WrestleMania 18 where you just you're on a skyscraper or a construction yard and you're throwing wrestlers off of this scaffolding. <laughs> yeah, silly stuff. But uh, I digress on that. Zach, what did Capcom recently announce? 
well, there's a bunch of speculation for last week. Like, oh, what are they going to do? Is it going to be Resident Evil? And then later in the week, they're like, oh, it's going to be Street Fighter. More people were leading into that. And it turned out, yeah, that was the case. But it was also, it was was a two-prong deal. There's uh, Capcom Fighting Collection, which has uh, several games in it that didn't get a home console release. And some that only got one single release and were never released on anything else. Like those Dark Souls or Dark Souls. Fucking like Darkstalkers games. Well, those Darkstalkers games, that's funny because people are making a real big deal about that. But that's those are just iterations of the other games. It's kinda like saying, I want Street Fighter 2 Rainbow Edition. I want I do different. though. I do want that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, like um I mean Cyberbots and Red Earth, that's that's the that's Those the key the right there. Yeah. Yeah. Red Earth never got a home release. I always wanted to play that. That was one of the first uh, CPS3 hardware uh, games that Capcom made, which CPS3 was like the Capcom, I forget what the fucking acronym means, but it's their arcade hardware that they built all their big arcade games on for several years. The closest anyone ever got to home releases of that was one of the characters, the big lion guy, is in Capcom Fighting Evolution on the PS2. That's it. That game fucking sucks. And that game is not huge. <laughs> so, but uh, it'll be cool to finally play the real version of the game. And then there's other things like uh, Puzzle Fighter and Gem Fighter. I'm excited for that, actually, because I've always wanted to try those games out. Those are good, by the way. Gym Fighter is fun. Uh, it only ever had that one PlayStation release. It, it never did get on anything else, I don't think. Didn't Puzzle Fighter get like a 360 PS3 digital download situation? Yes. I never yeah. did get it, but I do remember that being a big deal. It's fun, too. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, there was Street Fighter Six, which there's not a whole lot to go on right now. Uh, it just showed a trailer where Ryu was bearded, and then there was that fucking... Luke. Asshole Luke from that just got released on Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's go, let's go, bro, let's go. And he's like, it's like he's got ADHD, and Ryu's just like standing there. He's just like, dude, fell down. <laughs> he's just like my muscle. My muscles have grown so much, I can't move anymore. <laughs> uh, there's not a whole lot to take from that trailer, other than like, like I said in chat, it's like it looks like they're going for a slightly more realistic style, just a little. Mm-hmm. Um. I think uh, people are like ragging on the logo, saying some shit about how it's like some kind of like Adobe pre-made fucking thing or something. I wondered if it wasn't just a placeholder, though. I hope it is, because if not, that's embarrassing. That's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only, yeah, there's speculation that uh, I guess some people are saying, "Oh, it's going to release in the summer." I'm like, that was fucking fast. No, but no people were getting that twisted, and it's 2023, actually- isn't it? It's they're they're releasing more information at E3 and Evo. Um, so Evo, I, I I guarantee you Evo will get a release date. Um, E3 will get news, probably gameplay and stuff. The question is, are they going to do the same thing and release the game with like fourteen playable characters, or are they going to build it up and give us something to get excited? I, about? I'm going to be a little harsh, because. Anybody could do a good logo, dude. I'm sorry, but if you're lazy on the logo, um, and I have to, I have to say this because right now we're in a good time for Capcom. Monster Hunter is good. Resident Evil is uh, doing good, and they're been on a good streak lately. 
and then they launch a countdown which by the way they it started six days ago so huh six three fighter six um and then when you do the adding like obviously if you look into it and investigate it you find out that it ended right after the capcom cup which the finals was daigo versus hitbox and hitbox beat daigo uh in the finals and then after the finals that's when they did the two trailers the the capcom classic pack or whatever and street fighter 6 i don't think this deserved a count like a random countdown that just came out of nowhere i think they should have just been like hey we have an, an exciting announcement that's going to be on the capcom cup come go check it out and one they could have had double or triple the people watching that if people are into fighting games because Again, this is the internet, and this is how people are these days. And I was kind of, you know, hoping to see possibly a Resident Evil Four or uh, something different. Um, the countdown, though, that got that got a lot of people excited. Everyone was like, "Oh, what could it be? Oh my gosh!" Yeah. And you got all these other circles talking about it. If you just do it at the fighting thing, just fighting fans see. But as is, like you said, you were hoping for Resident Evil. Resident Evil fans started paying attention. Um, Mega Man fans were like. You know, narcissist or uh, uh, like self depreciatingly hopeful that something was going to happen. Monster Hunter fans got to be excited. It def- and now all these groups are like, "Oh, it's Street Fighter! I know what that is." It definitely got people talking, but it got people talking in, I think, the wrong way. But then again, bad publicity is publicity in general, um, because you have this thirty-second trailer with a shitty fucking logo. It's like, hey, ah, it's coming. Like, we already knew this because of the leak. <laughs> Remember when that long list? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I wish, I wish I thought that everyone shared my opinion, and that is that Street Fighter Six, boo, who cares? Uh, Capcom 35th anniversary collection, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I haven't been excited for a day one fighting game, I think almost ever, but that's something that like, I might just pick up. Mm. And I suck hard at fighting games. <laughs> you need a fight stick. I think if you get a fight stick, you'll be good. Maybe. I uh, just gotta find my. I gotta find my games. <laughs> yeah, my, my main thing is I. I think they could have done better with the marketing on this. Um, if anything, they could have denounced some things. They could have been like, "Hey, <laughs> you Mega Man people, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> sorry, that's not gonna happen." And Resident Evil Four. It's definitely coming out, but this is not the trailer you've been waiting for. So you could get those people that are just not, you know, going crazy waiting for that trailer. Then you have the fighting community and some people that are just like, well, is it going to be a new IP? Because I, I thought that as well. I was like, maybe we maybe we're getting a new IP. Maybe I don't does think it- they'd count that down. I think they'd just wait for E3. True. I think I think they would go to like Microsoft or Sony and be like, hey, we want a star position in your event we're going to announce a new ip uh, that's what you know and, and having this trailer that we got again we all knew it was coming it was just a matter of when so i think they could have done something where it's like not show gameplay but show what the new focus is going to be about uh in the street fighter they could have done something where like i don't know i'm just pulling shit out of my ass but like your whole body glows or whatever and some type of power you're, you're going to be using like you know how the 
the V triggers and five, and then you have the focus system. Like they could have done something where like Rio backed up and he did like some weird fucking trans teleport thing, and you're just like, whoa! What are the they fu-? still? Are, 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 uh, Street Fighter has like a continuous story, right? Like yeah. five had a story, and this is gonna pick up from there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, guess, they they yeah. never do like a, a dream match situation, right? Where they just do whatever they want. No. No. They should. That'd be fun. I think it's been long enough that they should just, you know, be fun. I think it'd be fun. Uh, some people were uh, going, <laughs> doing crazy shit. I wrote, man, let's get a Resident Evil versus fucking, uh, I don't know, Super Monkey Ball. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> a fucking Capcom thing, but I don't know. I, you could say I was overhyped and I should have never overhyped it, but then it's a fucking countdown that just came out of nowhere. So got, got lots of people talking. You, yeah. you were saying you were hoping for this, that, or the other. Uh, Capcom versus whatever. Uh, Derek Alexander, you know Uncle Derek of Stop Skeletons, was on Twitter talking about how everyone wants Capcom versus this or Capcom versus that. Why don't we just have a Capcom versus Capcom game at this point and just have all these characters? From you know Red Earth and Street Fighter and and, and Super Capcom know, Vampire Hunter yeah you know, everything just to have all of them in the game like there's a big enough cast and it would be fun but you know, he, he and he was talking about um, Capcom Fighting Evolution for context but of course lamenting you know why couldn't they do this again but bigger better competition yeah good <laughs> just do it good mm-hmm. other than that Zach do you have any other news no. Uh, hope they fucking fix it this time. <laughs> we'll see. And we'll see in E3 because summer is when we're getting more information about that. Andy, did you have any news? I don't remember you said anything. No, not really. Um, but that hit Capcom thing was the highlight of my week news-wise. Uh, we're ramping up to Pokemon Day. There's Pokemon announcements, but nothing worth mentioning yet. I feel like there was a movie news that I was supposed to say. Uh, Uncharted? No. Christopher uh, Nolan? No. Uh, new um, uh, Jordan Peele movie? Oh. Is that when aliens hate, like, uh, I don't know, abducting black people in the movie? Is that the what? one? What? The aliens abducting. I, no <laughs> I just know it's called Nope. No. <laughs> Yeah, um, I heard, I heard like the new meta now in superhero films is multiverse because uh, Spider Man is uh, you know had the th- I almost spoiled it again, but the, the Spider Man had a thing because of Doctor Strange and now we have Doctor Strange the multiverse. Now DC is doing Michael Keaton in Flashpoint and all that stuff. Yeah, the Flashpoint thing. That's the new meta. I don't know how I feel about it. They need to stop superhero films. No, they don't. That'd be like stopping a whole other genre just because you're sick of it. That's not very fair. Yeah, I want just, them to stop romance movies. I mean, I, I'm sick of I'm sick of uh, superhero movies generally. Personally, yeah. I don't expect them to stop making them. But every once in a while, we'll get something like Joker that like slips through. So it gets gets out there, and I get to go see it, and I get to enjoy it. Mm. Uh, it's everything's stale. Like, don't watch superhero movies. Don't watch tentpole, big at summer blockbuster 
action bullshit. Don't what's the, don't what's the last watch one you, that stuff. What's watch the last one you actually watched though? Superhero. Yeah. Joker. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't watched one in like two, three years? No, because I'm tired of it. It's the same thing. Like, oh, the fucking villain is gonna do something to the world. I thought you said you saw Captain Marvel. No, no, I thought you did. No, I've I've seen things about Captain Marvel, yeah. like highlights of it. Yeah, but I mean, you can complain about it, but it's not going anywhere. It goes back to that Call of Duty thing. As long as it's making money, they're going to keep doing it. Everyone loves it. Everyone sure. thinks that liking superhero movies is their identity. They think that makes them a unique person. When are you going to get so far checked out that you don't care that they're even doing it? Like me with Call of Duty. I don't even fucking care. They can make all those games they yeah, want. Whatever. Keep mm. doing it. Keep making super. Keep making the superhero movies. Keep making Call of Duties. It's fine. I just won't consume. I just feel like you're missing out on new ideas. And that's not the director's fault because the director is kind of like, I want to do this. And the, pub, uh, the production company is like, no, we need to do a fucking a remake of... Uh, Back to the Future, which, by the way, there's ideas swirling around that Tom Holland is going to be Marty McFly in a reboot of Back to the Future. Kids everywhere. Stop it. Stop doing remakes. Stop it. Out of ideas. Fucking do something new, goddammit. But I digress. ideas are scary. (sighs) I hate fucking people. I hate. They, They should just make new things, please. Please. They're not. <clears throat> I, I realized something. It re- rather, I think I heard someone say it, and I, I was like, oh, I realized that, and it's my opinion now. I don't think it's so much that they're out of new ideas. There's tons of new ideas in, like, comic books, and specifically in, like, novels and stuff like that. It's that they're afraid to take risks now. That's what it is. You make a comic oh, yeah. book movie, you make millions of dollars. You make something unique, who knows what could happen? It's a big question mark. The gaming industry is the same way. See, the gaming industry is doing the same thing. Like, it, well... If there's a bunch of money involved tied up in it, they can't fail because then it's you lost a fuck ton of money. Yeah, I just we 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 have millions of dollars wrapped up in something. We'd better make something competent. We'd better make a shooter, a Souls like, uh, a MOBA, something people like. I, there's there's no reason to innovate. That's that's a big risk. Uh, shareholders don't like risk. CEOs don't like risk. I'm all for good endings, by the way, because if I had a place where Let's just say I'm the director of all movies and stuff and just play along. Um, And I'm like, all right, we need to end these superhero films. We need to cap it off. Avengers Endgame was such a good ending. Like, out of every superhero film, that's my favorite out of all is Endgame. Wow, really? Yeah, because that movie... Infinity War Part One and then Endgame is just like great. I, I'm considered all together. Yeah, because I always say Infinity War. That's my favorite. I like Infinity. My 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 favorite Marvel movies are that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy One and Thor Ragnarok. Those are the good ones. Yeah, in- Infinity War Part One. That's the risk that I like in superhero films, where to go. The villain wins at the end of the movie, even though we know he's gonna lose in the second part. But that part where just like you spent two and a half hours watching this movie where Thanos just goes and half of the people are fucking dead. And I'm just like, yes. I did like a Vince McMahon. This is good shit. Yes. 
And like I was happy about that. And then like Endgame, I'm like the you know the sadness of Cap, uh, Captain America getting old. I don't care if, if you haven't seen Endgame. The movie's been out for a while, so I, I'm spoiling this. That's fine. Captain America has you know gray hair. He's old now. And then Robbie da- Robert Downey, Jr. Iron Man, Tony Stark uh, dies. Like the whole Man. the whole scene where you know the daughter likes hamburgers because of Tony Stark. I was like, God damn it! Why is there onions in this fucking theater? Like all that, I love. But then they just keep on going. Like I don't care about Falcon. I don't care about Winter Soldier. But I'm glad that they they got watch. Yes, I don't watch. I don't watch. uh, Loki should not have a TV show. (laughs) Like, just why? And like, what they do? And you know, I'm just breathing hot air out of my mouth, or just pushing hot air. I guess. I mean, you know what comic books have been like ever since 1938? (laughs) Just self perpetuating continuously. At least. In the case of the MCU, uh, characters have the good sense to die and never be able to come back or get disabled. They'll never come back. They're gone forever. Iron Man gone. I still wonder if there's not going to be some weird thing in the multiverse of madness where uh, Scarlet Witch gets to come back is the impression I got, but no, whatever. She's already back. She's, she didn't go anywhere. Oh, really? I thought she was gone. No. Oh, well, I thought she, she just died. She came back. The only, came back. the only thing that got to me interested about Doctor Strange in the multiverse is that they're thinking about doing um, what was called, the Illuminati th- uh, comic book angle with. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that they're doing that, but I think that's where they're going to start wedging the X Men and everything. Yeah, there's already talk like they have a new guy to play Wolverine already picked out, and he's allegedly going to appear in this movie. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So- prof- uh, uh, fucking Patrick Stewart is in it for a little bit as Professor X. That's fun. Mm. See, it's fun. I, I keep I keep saying, "Oh, that sounds neat. I should go see it." I just never do. I still want to see that new Spider Man. It sounds fun. I haven't it's seen about, the second one. It is very fun. You should see Spider Man for real if you some somehow if you can manage to do it because it's just that's the thing. Don't get it twisted. These movies are more about fun, not more about. Oh my god, I just had such an in depth emotional experience. It made I, yeah, I get it. Like yeah. films. If I want to feel something, I'll watch Drive My Car. If I want to have fun, I'll watch Spider Man. I, I get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not under any delusion that that Avengers is going to provide me some kind of an existential sustenance or anything. It's fine. It's the mm. new popcorn flick. It's what it is. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but I think I'll end it there with uh, me hating superhero films. Um, I hate you. <laughs> the only thing I'm like, <sighs> let me just end this note right here. I'm looking forward to more DC than Marvel if I had to choose and pick my films. Right now, the way things are shaking out, uh, DC's making some weird oddball moves that are kind of working. Like, I watched all Peacemaker. Peacemaker was was fun. I've heard tons of great stuff about Peacemaker. It sounds like... John Cena fun. makes that fucking show. <laughs> but uh, they got all kinds of little plans and weirdo plots going. That And lately, it's like things are starting to kind of stick more, so... Maybe it's time for the momentum to swing the other way. Yes. DC needs to shine. DC has better villains, by the way. So, Is that new Batman movie going to be good? I hope so. I, I want to see it. I'm interested just to go see it. Yeah. I was curious about it. Anyway, 
Any any final things before we close the show? No. No. Go watch like go watch Last Dragon. Watch it. Yes, watch Last Dragon and then come back and then we'll talk about it. All right, if you want to watch more Big Trouble Podcasts, make sure you go to Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you say Alexa, play Big Trouble Podcasts, I think it works. I haven't tried it yet. Maybe I'll go try my brother's Alexa soon and see if that will work. But uh, me and Zach also have a Getting Some Color, which uh, recently we did uh, King of the Ring 1993 when Bret Hart was the first ever King of the Ring and called the... Good matches in one night. Mm-hmm. It's great. And called Jerry King Waller Burger King, and people started chanting Burger King. He got so mad he physically assaulted him. Yes. <laughs> and um, if you're into Resident Evil, me and Zach also do the Nemesis Project, which our next is going to be Resident Evil Revelations Two, which has, I believe, um, Barry's daughter in it. Correct. Yes. Yes. You also get to play as Barry on the flip side. Yes. Whoa. Anyway, um, make sure you catch those as well. Uh, And Zach is also working on a outline because we're going to be doing some wrestling uh, game talks. Uh, So keep an eye out for that project. And also keep an eye out for a Metal Gear project that we're going to be doing soon where we're going to be playing all the Metal Gears and talking about it. Um. But I think we'll end it here. We'll see you next Tuesday for Big Trouble Podcast. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Go away.